Hello everyone, this is Urvashi Chauhan. Welcome to Courts Today by Live Law. We bring you the latest and in-depth legal coverage. Coming to you with a brief of what all happened in the Indian courts today. Starting with the Supreme Court, which has agreed to hear the petition filed by Government of National Capital Territory of Delhi, challenging the Lieutenant Governor's decision to appoint former Allahabad High Court Judge Justice Umesh Kumar as the chairperson of Delhi Electricity Regulatory Commission. The Delhi government has challenged the appointment on the ground that it was unilaterally made by the LG without its concurrence. The Supreme Court bench of CGI Chandrachud and Justice P.S. Narsimhan noted that the petition did raise a point of law regarding the validity of Section 45D of the GNCTD Act as amended by the latest ordinance issued by the Centre. This ordinance gives overriding powers to the Lieutenant Governor over the elected government in the matter of appointments to commissions and statutory bodies. The bench today issued notice to the Attorney General and posted the matter to next Tuesday for further hearing. The oath-taking of Justice Kumar, scheduled to take place on Thursday, has also been deferred. The Supreme Court has adjourned hearing of the plea challenging the Tamil Nadu government's decision to construct a 134-feet-tall pen statue in memory of DMK leader M. Karunanidhi. The memorial in the shape of a fountain pen would represent his many contributions to poetry, literature, music and theatre. Senior advocate P. Wilson, appearing on behalf of the state, appraised the bench that environmental clearance had been granted for the construction of the monument and thus the petition had become infructuous. The bench was also informed by the state that some orders with respect to the issue at hand had been passed by the National Green Tribunal. The bench comprising Justice S.K. Kaul and Justice Sudhanshu Dholia deferred the hearing and permitted the state government to file the orders and documents it would like to place on record before the next date of hearing, that is 14th July. And now coming to an important update on habeas corpus petition filed by Meghala, wife of Tamil Nadu Minister Senthil Balaji, against his arrest by the Enforcement Directorate. Earlier, as you know, the court had denied him interim bail, but allowed the minister to be shifted to Kaveri Hospital for treatment. The bench of Justice J. Nisha Banu and Justice Bharat Chakrabarti today delivered a split verdict in the matter. Justice Nisha Banu observed that the habeas corpus petition was maintainable and that the ED was not interested with the powers to seek police custody under the Prevention of Money Laundering Act. She also dismissed the application filed by ED seeking to exclude the period of treatment undergone by Balaji while calculating the period of custodial interrogation. Differing from this opinion, Justice Bharat Chakrabarti held that the petition was not maintainable unless it was shown that the arrest and detention was illegal. The bench said that the matter will now be placed before the Chief Justice for further orders. Hours after this split verdict, the ED approached the Supreme Court and requested to decide the questions of law involved in the case. However, the Supreme Court once again adjourned the hearing. A division bench of the Apex Court comprising Justices Surya Kant and Dipankar Datta refused to heed the request of the central agency and opted to continue waiting for the outcome of the litigation pending before the High Court. 
The Supreme Court has requested the Madras High Court Chief Justice to place the habeas corpus petition before a larger bench at the earliest for an expeditious decision. The Supreme Court today dismissed a PIL filed by a student seeking to abolish male pronouns in constitutional provisions. The bench disapproved of the abuse of process through such frivolous PILs. The petitioner in question was a law student appearing in person. He argued that the use of male pronouns in constitutional provisions amounted to gender discrimination and violated fundamental rights. However, the CGI was not convinced and pointedly asked the petitioner whether the words such as chairman meant that a woman would not be eligible for the position. The Chief Justice then questioned the feasibility of abolishing constitutional provisions containing gender-specific language, highlighting that newer provisions had already moved towards gender-neutral terms such as chairperson. CGI Chandrachud also questioned the petitioner saying, and I quote, why didn't you study in law school instead of coming up here with such PILs? In another update, the Supreme Court bench comprising CGI D.Y. Chandrachud and Justice P.S. Narsimha today dismissed two public interest litigations that sought the reclassification of the caste system and the phasing out of reservations gradually to make alternate reservation policy respectively. The court firmly rejected the PILs, terming them as lacking merit and an abuse of the judicial process. Additionally, the court imposed costs on the petitioner as a deterrent against frivolous litigation. The Shiv Sena Uddhav Thakre faction party MP Sunil Prabhu has moved the Supreme Court seeking a direction to the Maharashtra Legislative Assembly Speaker to expeditiously decide on the disqualification pleas pending against rebel Sena MLAs led by Eknath Shinde. The disqualification pleas have been pending since over a year. They were filed by Sunil Prabhu, the Shiv Sena party whip appointed by Uddhav Thakre in June last year after the MLAs revolted against Thakre. The notices of disqualification were issued by Deputy Speaker in absence of the Speaker. The petition argues that the Speaker's inaction in deciding the disqualification proceedings is an act of grave constitutional impropriety as his inaction allows MLAs who are liable to be disqualified to continue in the Assembly and to hold responsible positions in the government of Maharashtra, including that of the Chief Minister. As you already know that in May this year, the Supreme Court Constitution bench in the matter pertaining to the Shiv Sena rift had held that it could not order the restoration of Uddhav Thakre government as Thakre had resigned without facing floor test. The court had handed over the decision of determining the disqualification petitions to the Speaker, saying that the Speaker must decide the disqualification within a reasonable period. For more information on the matter, you can visit our website at livelaw.in. Chief Justice of the Odessa High Court, Dr. Justice S. Murlidhar, has inaugurated 50 more paperless courts across 23 districts of Odessa. The event was attended virtually by Justice Subhasis Patra, Chairman, Artificial Intelligence and Information Technology Committee and the judges of the High Court. In September last year, 34 paperless courts covering all the 30 districts were inaugurated by the then CGI UU Lalit. With this inauguration, the number of paperless courts in the district judiciary of the state has reached 84 
and Ganjim has become the first district in the state to have all the courts paperless. In future, 50 more paperless courts are planned to be opened. Sharing his experience, the Chief Justice said that working in paperless court makes it much easier for the judges to access the relevant documents from digital archives, which is far more difficult in voluminous physical records and it leaves a positive impact on the mindset of the judge. The Patna High Court today stayed the proceedings in a criminal defamation case against Congress leader Rahul Gandhi pending before the Patna Court and filed by Rajya Sabha MP Sushil Kumar over Rahul Gandhi's Modi thieves remark. The bench of Justice Sandeep Singh passed this order in a quashing petition moved by Gandhi in the year 2019. Before the court, counsel for Gandhi argued that the case before the Patna court was hit by the doctrine of double jeopardy as Gandhi had already been convicted by Surat court for the same remark. It was further submitted that the Gujarat High Court is yet to pronounce its verdict on Gandhi's criminal revision plea, which is seeking a stay on his conviction. In view of this, the Patna High Court today adjourned the hearing and extended interim protection granted to Gandhi earlier till 12th January 2024. The Jammu and Kashmir and Ladakh High Court has upheld the acquittal of Border Security Force personnel accused in the highly controversial Army Patrol firing case that took place on the fateful night of 16th July in 1999 during the Kargil War. The court was hearing an appeal against the judgment handed down by the Sessions Court, clearing the respondents of charges of murder under the Ranbir Penal Code. The prosecution's case centred around an incident where an army patrol party led by Lieutenant Sanjeev Dhaya was on its way to a forward post when it approached a BSF bunker. It was alleged that the BSF personnel on duty opened fire on the patrol party, resulting in the tragic death of three army personnel and grievous injuries to another soldier. Initially, the incident was considered to be an accidental death, but it took a different turn when the injured soldier Sepoy Keshav Singh came forward with a shocking revelation. In his testimony, he claimed that the patrol party had signalled the BSF bunker using a flashlight but received no response. Upon further investigation, Dhaya found the BSF personnel sleeping upstairs. Allegedly, when Dhaya reprimanded them, the BSF personnel indiscriminately opened fire, leading to the unfortunate casualties. Based on the Sepoy's testimony, an FIR was registered and a comprehensive investigation was initiated. Further, the trial court had acquitted the BSF personnel, concluding that the involvement of the defendants was merely based on suspicion. Aggrieved by the acquittal, the state of Jammu and Kashmir preferred an appeal before the High Court. The Orissa High Court has upheld the order of conviction and sentences imposed upon a tantric for kidnapping and trafficking a minor girl out of the lawful guardianship of her parents and for repeatedly committing sexual intercourse with her against her will. While denying relief to the accused, the single judge bench of Justice Sangam Kumar Sahu said that the tantric performed some kind of puja in the house of the victim and created a belief in the mind of the victim and her family members by his miraculous activity, which was one of the factors for which the victim left the house alone when the appellant told her to leave. In such state of affairs, the non-protest of the victim before anybody while in the company of the applicant 
could be a factor to disbelieve the prosecution case. In a first, the Telangana High Court has published a judgment in Telugu language. A division bench of Justice P. Naveen Rao and Justice Nagesh B. Mapakka rendered the judgment in the regional language of Telangana Telugu. In doing so, the Telangana High Court has become the fifth High Court in the country to render a judgment in a vernacular language. In 2019, the Supreme Court had set up an Artificial Intelligence Committee to enhance justice delivery system to translate judicial documents and judicial orders. In 2020, it started publishing judgments in six vernacular languages, that is Hindi, Punjabi, Malayalam, Odia, Marathi and Tamil to ensure that all citizens, regardless of their language proficiency, have equal access to legal information and can comprehend the decisions made by the court. Observing that baseless targeting of doctors is bound to seriously prejudice public interest, the Delhi High Court has said that striking of name of such a doctor from Indian Medical Register partakes character of a civil death in view of individual's professional career. Justice C. Hari Shankar further said that while it is true that a medical professional is expected to possess a certain minimum standard of competence and conduct which falls short of even that minimum medical standard or display callous negligence to the welfare of a patient has to be dealt with severely, it is equally true that the scalpel cannot be wielded by a shaking hand. Baseless targeting of doctors, unmindful of the consequences, is bound to seriously prejudice public interest. The court made the observations while setting aside an order issued in 2010 by the Ethics Committee of the former Medical Council of India, directing removal of the name of a practicing radiologist from the Indian Medical Register temporarily for a period of three months for falsifying records. Thank you for watching. If you wish to know more details about the cases I mentioned here, you can visit our website at www.livelaw.in. Stay ahead with quick legal updates only on Live Law. Do not forget to like, share and subscribe and support us.